You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back for our final segment of Real Presence Live. Father James Gross and Father Jason Leffer joining you today from our Grand Fork studio. We just finished up a discussion with Father Bernie Fow, who is the temporary administrator at St. James Basilica. We have a basilica church in our diocese, and I think of a couple of others in the Midwest that people may not necessarily be aware of, and in one case, it was a relatively recent designation. There's a church called the Cathedral on the Prairie uh, near Hayes, Kansas, in the town of Victoria, St. Fidelis Parish is now a basilica, and it's one of those towns that's right off the interstate, sort of like what Richerton would be in western North Dakota, where you see those spires from miles and miles away. And then there's another town, Dyersville, Iowa, um, outside of Dubuque, where that parish is a basilica as well. Um, And that's the town that was uh, popularized by the Field of Dreams movie. Now, I'm not familiar with this, but I suspect this might be something, and maybe you know, is there a, a spiritual benefit to making a pilgrimage to a basilica, or is it associated with a certain date or a feast day or anything like that? Encouragement you know, there know? may well be a plenary indulgence on the on the on the feast day. You know, like uh, for example, in Jamestown, July twenty fifth. Um, you know, we we should have asked directly right. about that. But I, uh, my internal instincts tell me there's something like that, and I may have known it at one time, but I yeah, you know, and uh, in the church, it it wouldn't surprise me if uh, those sorts of uh, particular spiritual benefits. Are, are made available to people. One little thing that I wanted to just visit with you about, this is kind of uh, off the wall, but um, it, came, it came to my mind because of a couple of different things. Um, pitchers and catchers are reporting to baseball teams, and spring training will be starting very soon. The uh, upcoming Major League Baseball season is starting uh, Easter weekend, uh, around the beginning of April. And um, there was recently the annual announcement of the votes for the um, for any inductees for the National Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. This year, there were no players selected. They have a pretty high threshold. You have to get 75% of the votes, and a couple of people have perpetually, not perpetually, but consistently been on the cusp of that but haven't quite gotten that. So they've decided we're not going to bring anybody new into this Hall of Fame this year, whereas certain other professional sports halls of fame would have, you know, considerably more inductees, you know, based on their own rules and things like that. Um, That brought up to my mind something that I saw relatively recently. There was a document ESPN produced called Long Gone Summer, and it highlighted the experience in the summer of 1998 as Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were both striving for and eventually broke Roger Maris's single home run record, one of the best known statistics in, in all of professional sports. And I thought to myself, you know, I know somebody who was living in St. Louis during yes. that time in the late summer and the early fall where, ironically, the Cardinals that season did not make the playoffs, but toward the end, the stadium was selling out for these home games and all the more so for the series when Sammy Sosa and the Cubs were there in St. Louis, you know, and people scrambling to get seats in the outfield in order to catch a historic home run ball, things like that. Um, what do you recall of that time and being in the city at that time? Oh my gosh, you've hit a button. <laughs> yeah, so just what I was hoping. <laughs> you know, well, it actually goes back a little more in the in the sense. So, for our listeners, especially the broader area, Roger Maris is from Fargo. Well, right. actually, he's from he's from Grand Forks, 
uh, right uh, right outside of St. Uh, Michael's, right down the street here, he lived in a little apartment. And I have a good friend who lives in that apartment. So okay. it's personal. And he's a graduate of Shanley. Yes. And he played baseball for Shanley. And he went on. And we have the Roger Maris Cancer Center in Fargo, which is tremendous, tremendous And work. a little Roger Maris Museum at West Acres Shopping Mall and, in exactly. Fargo. Exactly. So Roger Maris, and we North Dakotans, we were proud of our own because there's so few of us, you know. And so he is one of our big heroes, you know. And, and, and so there's in... Uh, we North Dakotans, when and you bring up Roger Maris, there's a there's a grudge that comes up because you know he legitimately overcame Babe Ruth's famous record of the sixty one homers in six, nineteen sixty one. And, and unfortunately, what happened there historically was the New Yorkers were were very upset with him because yeah. they didn't want their babe to be replaced. And so or even Mickey Mantle. A lot of fans wanted, wanted him, him to, to do it instead one. of and Maris. And Mickey Mantle got sick at the end of the year. Yeah. He had a chance of doing it. But Roger Maris did it. And then they put an asterisk next to him. Yeah. And so all these years, like every record was there, but not Roger Maris. He had an asterisk. And somehow he's lesser or whatever. And prior to that season, there were 154 games played in the year, whereas the adjustment was made to 162. So the, some of the okay. baseball purists had problems so with why, that. So why I'm building that is, right. so then we, and again, I sit here and say, that's that summer, or that year, fall, of Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, who, mm -hmm. you know, the Pope came and Mark McGuire met the Pope. I mean, so I was there during all that stuff, right? It was, it was a big, huge deal. And of course, hometown hero. But for myself, I was so conflicted with that because we all knew and that Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire were yeah. jacked. In right. other words, they were, they were on steroids. Yeah, they're not just going down to the neighborhood GNC and sweeping everything off of a and shelf onto their shopping cart. There's something more and, and going on this there. is one thing. Illegal that, substances. That baseball has never gone back to correct. Or, or to, they don't put an asterisk by it or whatever. Or, or even acknowledge it because they don't want to deal right. with the controversy. But yeah. mm -hmm. we, we all know that. And so... You know, on the one hand, you're cheering for Mark McGuire over Sammy Sosa, but on the other hand, you're you're upset because right. he's not doing it fairly yeah. the way Roger Maris did it, mm -hmm. and and so here we sit here, and I guess there's a maybe a p part of me that needs to be repent, but I yeah. I'm kind of glad <coughs> that <laughs> nobody was inducted to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it's interesting because that documentary that I referenced was kind of a nostalgic look at the the naivete, how so many people were just wrapped up in this event and not really scrutinizing why it was that these records it were falling so rapidly, you know, so it, I can only imagine what it would have been like in that I mean, setting. every single day, the first news feed for that whole summer into the fall. Did he hit another one? Number, <laughs> and, the, and then at first it was just, it was just Mark McGuire. Yeah. But then all of a sudden Sammy Sosa came on with a terror. And then, right. then it was, who's going to get it? Who's gonna, and at the mm -hmm. end, he didn't know. Who, so it was, yeah. it was like this. Right. Incredible thing for the nation to be distracted with. Yeah, yeah. And it so really we're going gonna to have to wrap this up briefly here, but uh, just to n not to, at the risk of oversimplifying this, there are basically two camps among whether it be baseball uh, writers, purists, voters in the Hall of Fame. Some of them say we cannot. Um, give credit to people who we are suspecting as, you know, having used steroids and things like, or whatever, you know, the, the, it is, whether it be McGuire or, you know, um, uh, Barry Bonds, Rafael Palmero, there was a cast of characters within that time frame. There are others who say, listen, they were still great athletes and right. it's an unfortunate mark in the history of the sport, but if we bring them in, you can put something on the bottom of the plaque saying, you know, here's what they did. Um, so it, it sounds like you're kind of with the former and, and rather than. Well, for me, again, for me, cycling, which is more impassionate, that's the whole Lance Armstrong thing, which... Floyd Landis well, and well, all... Well, they yeah. picked on Lance Armstrong, but every other one of those riders going back a number of decades were, were jacked as well. And no, they didn't pick on them because they're Europeans, but they picked on the American. I'm not saying it's right, yeah. but there needs to be some kind of a, a justice or righteousness that goes on in there because it's you're just you're isolating one individual. Right, right. So I guess in terms of a, a faith perspective, you're looking at the issue of justice and stuff and not just um, you know making sure that statistics 
statistics are, you know, even and things from one generation to the next. So, Wow, did you hit a button there, Father Gross? <laughs> I did indeed. <laughs> well, before we wrap things up, uh, let's uh, turn it over to Eli and Command Central with a preview of our next show. Hey, thanks, Father. Great show today. Got another good one coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. <laughs> That'll be hosted by Father Brian Christensen and Karen Gibis coming to you from beautiful South Dakota. They'll start off the show with Kevin Wells. He'll talk about the Men We Need Conference. Then Father Brian Hess will tell us about his amazing, amazing vocation story. Plus, Bishop Peter Mewich of the Diocese of Rapid City will join us to talk about the right of election. So all that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. Thank you very much, Eli. We're looking forward to that next broadcast. We just have a minute or two left here, Father, but you were telling me about something you've started to read uh, about uh, Cardinal George Pell. Can you just give me some brief uh, reflections? So you and I are both George Weigel fans, right, and Cardinal Mm -hmm. George Pell. Recently, a couple years ago, he was put in prison, uh, supposed with charges against him, and and I always suspected it, it didn't seem right or whatever, but... Recently, they've released a book. It was. It's called his prison journal, where and a high court overturned the conviction, so he's a free man. That, that's correct, and and it's and it goes through his journey of being an innocent man, but paying the price of Archbishop of Melbourne, Australia, most recently. And uh, you know, for the longest time, I kind of put it off because I thought I don't know if I can handle this. And I got into it, started reading it, and it is so inspiring. It is so very inspiring. And I, so it's by Cardinal George Pell. It's called the uh, the prison journal, and it's it's a good Lenten read, actually, talking about going from being imprisoned to being set free. So. Right. And, and uh, I, I'm certain, I, I'm looking forward to reading it too, but it's really a story of hope, of not just becoming dejected at the, uh, the things that are happening, but uh, making the most of, of where you are and, and hoping to be an example to others. It reminds me of our caller earlier, Adam, who you know, brought that up mm-hmm. in the comment about, you know, those who have faith, all things work for your good and your salvation. And this is, it's, a, it's a great Lenten to Easter journey. So. Yes, very good. And we mentioned George Weigel because he happens to write the four forward of that book, and uh, um, we had the, talk about geeking out, <laughs> uh, a couple of years ago we had the opportunity to visit with him on a segment of Real Presence Live, and uh, my mom's maiden name is Weigel, so I still harbor that uh, hope, distant though it may be, that somewhere if you go back far enough uh, generations, <laughs> that there's a connection there. But uh, thank you so much for joining us on Real Presence Live today. Blessings to you as we continue in this Lenten season. Until next time, God bless you and your family. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.